0: My real estate agent called me and said that this was a great investment property. We're actually pulling every single MLS listing off of MLS in Northern Nevada. And we have over 14,000 rent comps that we've been building over the last year predicting rents. And once I have rents, I have gross rental income. Then we take out owner's expenses for every single property simultaneously. It's a mass analytics approach and it's not my method it's what institutional investors use
1: they don't look at them one at a time this is the passive wealth strategy show the show that will teach you how to build a wealth with real estate without buying yourself another job i'm your host taylor Lote, and today our guest is trevor richardson from address income trevor has an extensive real estate background he worked in the institutional real estate world and now he is building a real estate brokerage that is focused around helping investors find the best deals in his market. Today we dig into how his model works, the specific analytics that he and his team have developed and used to find the best deals in his market, and the process that they use to take it further than the data and take it further than the technology analytics to have a person involved to do a final look over and everything around how they find the best deals in their area. There's a ton of knowledge in this conversation, and we're seeing more and more technology proliferation into real estate, and we've seen some major companies, frankly, make mistakes when take big losses with their application of technology to real estate investing. And today, we're digging into all of that. What are the correct data points that we can look at, the processes that we can use, and how can we avoid making the big mistakes that a lot of big players have made in real estate in the last couple of years? So fantastic conversation. So much knowledge in here. Trevor has a wealth of experience in real estate, and today you're going to learn a ton. Once again, I'm your host, Taylor Lote. I'm a real estate investor, and I focus on multifamily and self-storage investing. The date I've acquired, partnered on, or had to hand in over $250 million of commercial real estate acquisitions. If you'd like to learn more about potentially investing with us in the future, just go to investwithtaylor.com or click the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every weekday. Now, let's get with Trevor. Trevor, thank you for joining us today. Could you tell us a bit about yourself, your company, and your mission to help investors? Yeah, thanks for
0: having me. Our company is called Address Income, and we are a new real estate brokerage. So we're actually investing into real estate brokerage in this time, which is kind of of different to a lot of people, but everybody wants to bury agents and brokerage these days. We saw a tremendous opportunity in helping real estate investors through brokerage by really providing them with the same tools that institutional investors use on a day-to-day basis, total market analysis and analytics where you're not just looking at one property at a time from you know, online calculators that a lot of real estate investors online are familiar with, but really looking at all the properties that are on the market and simultaneously underwriting them so you can see the best investment deals and outliers. And really what address income does, does multiple things. We've obviously added all that technology. But what we also do is we've unconfused agency and brokerage for really residential investors. So single family investors and multifamily investors share a lot of same things. They're a lot different than office industrial and retail investors, what I like to use call as commercial real estate. Unfortunately, brokerage has done a really bad job at everything I just described, providing value to investors, but also confusing them, particularly for this big niche called small multifamily investments, which is two to 10 units, we've kind of eliminated all that confusion. We've opened up a new brokerage called Address Income, where we help single family investors, small multifamily investors, and large multifamily investors all under one shop. So we've kind of what I call breaking brokerage. We've kind of broken it down a little bit and really offered a unique service for that. How did I get here? I've been been doing this for about 13 years. I've been doing nothing else with my life. Other than figuring out real estate investing, I started here in Reno, Nevada. That's where our company address income is located right now is in Reno, Nevada. I started here during the recession doing flips and foreclosures, all that sort of activity, analyzing foreclosure properties, going down to the steps, acquiring um, rehab renovations. I did all that for multiple years. And then I also worked at American Homes for Rent for two years, which is where all my single family investing institutional experience comes from. So I was with them during their big growth and development years from 2012 to 2015. They went public during that time. And I was on the front lines. I actually launched Albuquerque for them, which is really cool. But I was on the front lines of growth and development for, at that time, what was the second largest single family rental operator. So we were acquiring hundreds and hundreds of properties nationwide, all kind of single off actually, single off acquisitions. Mass analysis where we go into markets and we would analyze all on-market properties, foreclosures, anything distressed, and we would acquire them one at a time. That sunsetted and I switched over to the brokerage side and I've been doing multifamily brokerage for the last eight years and learned a, like, like I just mentioned, that big niche of single family investors that don't even have a brokerage. They talk to their residential agent for analyzing a duplex or a fourplex and the residential agent, unfortunately, doesn't know what a cap rate is. You know, the heck, if they're going to skip to five and six, that's commercial, right? Well, and it is for the loan that it switches to a commercial DSCR loan for multifamily, but really the principles are basically the same. I mean, help clients go from four units to eight to 16. It's, it's they're owning apartments. You know, the financing really is just a, I don't know, it's kind of just part of it, but their their analysis is the same. What they're looking for is the same. So we're able to help them. We've seen, People that own eight units actually just want to own three houses to rent out because it's all residential. My worldview is I do not see a, a, a gap or a wall between residential and commercial. And unfortunately, in the world that we are in it right now, you're either in a residential brokerage or you're in a commercial brokerage for these assets. The single family investing is is what I'm most excited about with address income. I know multifamily brokerage. We've done we've led the market in multifamily transactions for about five years. Small multifamily, two to ten units. So we know how to deal with small investors, mom and pops. Educate them on real estate investing. Deliver the real analytics for them, so they understand how to underwrite properties. But single family, I mean, I like I go around town. I ask residential agents like the most basic real estate investing questions. They don't even know that. So we are uh, deploying this institutional level analytics to mom and pop investors out there at a broad scale. We're training single-family investment agents to fulfill that single-family investing sign. I'm continuing to operate a small multifamily investment team. Then we're going to build up to a large multifamily investment team and take on large focuses like Marcus and Millichap. And for you know large institutional level multifamily properties, I've done those before. I know what that looks like. But, but you have to be able to sustain a, a larger brokerage to be able to, to, to go after those things. And we're kind of casting aside office, industrial, retail, all those asset classes and really focusing on what these investors want when they're looking at single family or multifamily properties. Real analytics, what's the best one available in the market today? Why? And when they go to sell them, boy, do we have all the tools and resources to help them do that. We do all kinds of you know fancy OMs in commercial real estate lands for and So you know, $500,000 duplex in Reno, we treat at a high level. When that hits the market, investors out there analyzing it or other agents have access to, you know, complete underwriting summary of that property. We're going to start doing that for single family, which is going to be really fun, where we're not going to just list a single family property. We're regular realtors. So we have, you know, access to MLS and and all that good stuff. We'll list it just like any other agent in town, but we're going to add all this extra analytics on specifically for real estate investors. So they see a house and they might be an owner-occupier, they might be an investor, but they're going to be able to quickly analyze it and see where that fits out in the market, see what its NOI is, monthly cash flow. So we we do that at a mass level for, for every property. So that's a little background on address income and myself and where, <laughs> kind of a long version,
1: but where, where I've come from to get to this particular point. Wow. So there's so much there. You have a long track record. A lot. And a, a, a very, a, a very yeah. specific vision for the company and, and what you're doing today. Yeah. So you mentioned institutional level analytics Mm -hmm. and looking at a lot of deals for investors, helping Mm -hmm. them pick and understand why a particular deal might be better than others. So when you talk about institutional level analytics and bringing that to Mm -hmm. investors, what does that mean in terms of the outputs of the analytics, but also like specific data points that you look at and things that feed into the model? Yeah, no, great question couple of layers there. I think investor, especially mom and pop
0: investors, their most important metric that they look at is income and particularly monthly income. That's why we named the company Address Income. So every property has an address and it has a monthly income. So we've calculated it all the way down to monthly income. It's also a play on the income approach for valuing properties. So that's the most important metric to them. The second thing you touched on is I I find it really difficult to explain to investors or anybody in our community why we bring value, why they should work with address income. You know, what are you guys? And I'm like, well, we analyze every property on the market. And they're like, yeah. What's that mean? So what I've discovered is what we call total market analysis is this abstract thing that really investors don't know that they have access to. Most investors or most real estate, you know, you're interested in real estate, you're trying to figure out, you know, my first residential, you know, investment property, you're, think, you're thinking about Zillow. You're thinking about analyzing properties one deal at a time. Oh, I look at this one. I did some math on it. Oh, I looked at this other one. My doctor said this one around the corner was a good one. My real estate agent called me and said that this was a great investment property. We don't do that. We're actually pulling every single MLS listing off of MLS in Northern Nevada And we have over 14,000 rent comps that we've been building over the last year that we're deploying to each single house predicting rents. And once I have rents, I have gross rental income, then we take out owner's expenses for every single property simultaneously. The way I do real estate is columns and rows. It's a mass analytics approach. And it's not my method. It's what institutional investors use. They don't look at them one at a time. Um, They don't go to bigger pockets. I love bigger pockets. Uh, but they don't go there to see the latest investing book to figure out what the best property is in the submarket. They use, uh, they use the best data that they have and they use mass analytics to predict which ones are going to be the top investment properties. And then they go and they acquire them. They do due diligence. They go through that process. Uh, we do that as well. We actually take it another step because we have agents and because we're a brokerage, we're training our agents to be investment focused agents. They already are by default <laughs> by working with us but they have access to this we're actually doing a feedback loop so we when we crunch the the entire Reno market which we do there's over 1300 properties for single family loaded in our model we have every single multifamily property available so we have every single single family and multifamily property analyzed all of the time multiple different ways so if somebody has a calcu- calculator i have like that times a couple of thousand in calculations uh, that we can sort but we actually when we look at houses, like single family, there's a lot of them. So it's hard to analyze everything every day. There's no way you're going to do a single op calculator for 1300 properties every day. We look at the top 50 and then we cycle that back through our agents who are trained at rents and analyzing rents. They're actually looking at each property and doing an agent prescription rent onto it. And then we're checking condition, which feeds back into the modeling to account for expense, like what the property would rehab for. And we have a very basic at first. We just have hey, it's turnkey, it's ready to be a rental. We have kind of like a mild fixer upper and then we have like a heavy project. But we actually have, we're able to keep that up to date with technology that we have and our systems and process to where it's not some like automated thing like, oh, this house popped up out of 1300. Like you guys guesstimated everything. We actually have agents checking it and we call that level two analysis where when I bring new properties into the model daily, it's a level one analysis. It's kind of intended just to start filtering and start looking at the top 100 investment properties. So we have that available now. We have it ready every single day. And then on the exports, I learned several years ago that showing an investor that maybe is new or maybe a little experienced, my spreadsheet and columns and rows is like, they go crazy. you are like, whoa, this is way too much information, which it is. It's very large. The, the model, it's like a lot of data, it's thousands of calculations for all this type of stuff we've developed what we call for single family, the SIPA, single family investment property analysis, and for multifamily, the MIPA, which is multifamily investment property analysis. So we have that tool as an export. So if a property, single family hits the market right now, and I'm in front of my computer, or a fourplex hits the market in Reno, and I'm in front of my computer, I can deliver that report and a couple of other reports that we have to analyze that property within 15 minutes to a client. So it's incredibly fast. They can analyze properties really fast. Multifamily is a mess. Uh, Single family, the whole online real estate investing world is built around single family. It's a single line of data. It's one unit. Multifamily like Zillow doesn't have a unit count. There's no metric in Zillow or Redfin or whatever for multifamily. It doesn't exist. So if you're trying out there to figure out duplexes and fourplexes, the clients are running around in this world. They don't even know what like the unit mixes. They don't know what, because they can't even figure that part out. Obviously our MIPA has the unit mix in there because we add that in. So just even that m- most basic step. Unfortunately, investors, like I said, real estate industry has done an awful job with real estate investors. They don't even have access to a, a, you know the most basic things to me for multifamily, which would be a unit mix. What the heck is it? How many one bedrooms? How many two bedrooms? What size are they? Like What the heck is going on? What is the current rents? What rents would it be market what's the pro forma rent? we do
1: all of that work for our investors and just deliver the reports to them so that's our institutional level analysis that we provide great there's a lot there so you mentioned zillow and and I'm glad that you did because when you're talking about scaling analytics for property acquisition and using almost too much data I mean Zillow took a big bath on their home buying process they they overpaid for a lot of properties around the country it's certainly no secret. This, you're working with much smaller investors who are just buying individual properties, but wonder how you avoid making those same mistakes. You mentioned the differences between your level one and level two analysis, level two being where a person actually looks at the deal and digs in deeper. But could you comment on that and how you avoid getting just distracted by the data and kind of missing the forest for the trees, if you will?
0: Yeah. Well, what Zillow tried to do is they tried to become an iBuyer and they tried to basically deploy a flipping model, which was something that we saw, you know, heavily during the foreclosure days, you know, up till really 2012 when the rent what we called at that time the rental funds, which turned into these large institutional single family rental companies. And the three largest right now are Blackstone's Invitation Homes, Progress Homes, and American Homes for Rent. And they continue to operate own uh, single family investments, although they're not buying right now. Zillow tried to get into that with Open Door, kind of parallel, where they were looking at flips. So there has to be an ROI built into their model. I don't like that. <laughs> like, like flipping is hard just in Reno right here in our market or in many markets. Although I always joke, like, I'm on, on some online forums for investing the. Every, the answer to everything is Florida and like Columbus, Ohio. It's like, that's where like all of real estate investing is centered. It's kind of funny. I see it online, but like, they, I like it's hard to do flips in Reno. So when we have investors coming to us and we do a strategy session where we just do an hour, sit down in our office, we show all of our tools, we we give them market advice, like real, actual, you know, tangible advice for, for where they're at right now, try to figure out what they're going to do. But if somebody comes into our office right now, which we've had lately, like this last week, Hey, I want to flip some homes in Reno. I'm like, Ugh, that's a little difficult right now. Like the margins for Reno, we're actually bouncing off the bottom right now. Like home prices are increasing now in Reno. We're the first city outside of the most populated state. We're three hours from the Bay Area, highest per capita network on the planet. Facts. <laughs> like, are like flipping a house in Reno is not really the like the easiest thing to do. Investors in our market come here for appreciation. Tesla that's about ready to break ground on on another factory to tack onto the battery factory out here. We have all kinds of really massive housing problems, but ROI margins are not something that we would prescribe. Right now in this particular moment, Opendoor and Zillow tried to do that in mass. Opendoor has lost hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars burning cash basically because they were doing the iBuying ramp up during COVID and then prices and interest rates changed rapidly and they took a bath on a lot of real estate. I mean, we've seen a lot locally here where they bought for like, you know, 650, they're selling it at 575. That's awful for them. <laughs> yeah. For our investors, we, we have coaching and we want our clients to be engaged with us, even past the investment. So we're talking about best practices. Another thing is we we don't, the way we're building this brokerage is we don't buy them. I don't have a fund. I'm not out there competing with my clients. We're not doing that. We want them to be successful at real estate investing. That's our priority at address income. We're just doing the agent thing. So we, we do a heck of a lot of coaching, analytics, all that sort of stuff to set them up. Then we're kind of like traditional agents. Once it gets into escrow, of course, since we're specialized, we can deal with a wide variety of issues with tenant leasing and all that kind of fun stuff. But that's really how we approach those, those deals. And, but yeah, to answer your question, Zillow and Op- open door doing Matt, a mass level of f- flips with I-, I would be very nervous about that. Redfin was trying to do it too. And I worked I talked to I talked to an employee that was laid off from there from that division when Redfin shut down their iBuying program. And he said that there was a lot of people that warned the the heads of those companies at that time like you guys are getting into a flipping business and ROI. Like you can really take a bath on this and they they didn't really listen. Like They were not. They were kind of like outcasts. So it was something like that 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 happened at those places. Here's my other point with that though, and why American Homes and Progress and Invitation and Blackstone have been so successful. They weren't flipping them. They're for cash flow. So the most difficult thing that was developed over the last decade with the single family rental operators is how to manage thousand single family homes in Salt Lake or thousands in Atlanta. That's the biggest thing that they Figured out. So when Open Door got hit lately and had to fire sell properties, they couldn't like they couldn't do anything with them. They couldn't like flip a switch and go, oh, we just rent out all these things like you know Invitation Homes does. No, 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 you can't do that because you're not deployed in all those markets. That's incredibly difficult because managing thousands of single family homes in even one market is an incredible task, and that's probably the biggest thing that those companies have developed. So again building a big eye buying around home flipping is an extremely risky business and they just learn that. And how we apply that, we just try to apply the best knowledge that we have in the market and try to advise our clients accordingly, even if they don't want to hear it. So I've 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 made a lot of non-investors in Reno, like go to other markets because I'm like, I'm just here to save you time. Like I'll get you either, I always say this, get you either prepared to be a real estate investor or I'll get you prepared to do something else because it's not easy. You know, it takes a lot of confidence and a lot of knowledge. And Reno's not the highest cash flowing market in the country. Stuff expensive here. So yeah, we just advise accordingly.
1: So what would you say has been the biggest turnoff, if you will, for potential investors that you've spoken to? What what has spooked the most of them away? And then on the other side of that, what's been the most appealing to them? For Reno or in general? I'd say for Reno, but if you're if your point okay. is in general, then that's fine.
0: Yeah, in general, you know, people starting to get into for multifamily. I'll throw that one out there. One of the biggest rubber meets the road type of moments is when they realize that they're dealing with people. And I think on a lot of online like make real estate investing easy and getting into this, which is totally great and I'm supportive of that, when we're doing value-add properties, you know, it's going to come with tenants. And at least in our market they do and some other Heav- more heavily distressed market. Our market's not distressed, but you know, another distressed market at a different time. There might be vacant multifamily properties. We don't deal with that. Y- you're going to have to move people out. Unfortunately, you're going to have to increase those rents. You're going to have to get in there and do construction. But the moving people out thing—that—that that like real thing that we're involved with with housing. Like that's what we're involved with is housing people. A lot of investors aren't really prepared for that. I've had investors that are very qualified, have a million bucks. They're ready to do investments. That scared them away. And that's just the reality. They're just not cut out for this business, unfortunately, sometimes. And there's good ways to approach moving tenants out. And we try to educate our investors on multiple different ways to tackle that so they feel good and, and about the situation and the tenants. But yeah, here in Reno, it's just, honestly, it's just cash flow. But with our advanced analytics, we can describe right down to estimated monthly income what they can expect. Investors throw questions at us. They're like, what about this property? What about this property? I need to replace $1,400 per month. It's like, don't ask me those questions because I can actually answer them. The, the market either yields that or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, like classic investor I call I have is, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about like eight caps and like nine caps. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no, wrong market. Wrong market. Right on the first call, I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. It's not me. It's it's the market. Here, I'll show you all the numbers so you can understand that at a higher level. So the market basically deselects them. But in a market like Reno, where, like I said, it's it's a really high appreciation type of market. It's incredibly stable because of where we're located. We have a heavy Bay Area influence in Northern California. So there's only six hundred fifty thousand people in Reno. In a forty mile radius, there's twelve million people in Northern California. And they are very wealthy. So that has an enormous impact on our, not only our uh, residential
1: housing market, but also our investment market as well. So great. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Are you looking for a way to easily track your rental property finances? Check out Stessa. Stessa makes managing real estate investments simple. You can easily keep track of the performance, finances, and the paper trail of your rental properties. Our listeners can get started for free and then upgrade at any time to unlock their more advanced tools. And the even better news is that the upgrade is very affordable and will not break your bank. Smart investors know that tracking the numbers, tracking the money, tracking the finances is what really drives your success. Check out Stessa. It'll make your property finances easier. Just go to escapingwallstreet.com Scroll down to the Stessa logo and get started for free. Now back to the show. All right, Trevor, I've got three questions I ask every guest on the show. Are you ready? Yes. Great. First one, what is your number one book recommendation? I
0: actually don't read books. I'm going to be the first guy on everything that, that says that but I'm not afraid of that. I actually figure out real estate investing out in the real world. We help many clients at many different stages. What I consume daily right now, I think we live in one of the most technological, fascinating times. I read how AI can transform not only our address income brokerage business, but how it can make our agents more efficient to help investors on a daily basis. That's what I consume. I'm actually out there trying to figure out how to deliver better data graphs to clients and like analytics and like, trying to coach investors on what to do what to do what not to do the best marketing strategies I consume that on a daily basis instead of reading about real estate investing we, we we're actually so involved with it that I don't read any books but I read on how to improve our business and operate
1: in 2023 very important question number two who or what inspires you
0: what inspires me this is a this is kind of like a why thing I don't know about food, but I, I, I like to play. So like I told you, when we were doing the introduction, I actually play video games. It relaxes me. It's a, it's a, a game mentality. And I, I picture real estate investing is the same way. And right now, if you're a real estate investor and you're going out there into the world and you're trying to discover real estate investments, you can't really play in that world. You don't get a lot of tools. There's a lot of good resources like, like podcasts like this that can, that can help educate you along the way but you're not getting the real tools to play out there that the real institutional level investors are doing. Even if you got that fancy calculator on there, they're not showing you the big picture of like analyzing all the properties. So we like to provide tools to play. That's kind of my why. I I wake up uh, here in Reno. I know the best five investment properties every single day in this market based on math and analytics. And it drives me crazy that I can't tell the five people out there in the market, we're getting there, that I know which ones they are. And here's why. That's kind of my why, but that's what inspires me to uh, work every single day in this industry in real estate investing and provide a better level of service for the brokerage community and why I've
1: started Address Income. Love it. Question number three, think about Trevor at 80 years old. What advice or <laughs> feedback does he give to Trevor of today? Oh man,
0: that's a really good question. I think that, I think that old Trevor will say to young Trevor, like, keep going. Don't, don't stop or hesitate no matter what the market cycle is, no matter what obstacles are thrown at your way. Hopefully I'll be standing on top of my thousand units that everybody wants, you know, in real estate investing world. While I, while I say that, but, but yeah, I think that old Trevor will say, that no matter what market cycle is out there, that there's always good real estate investments. You just got to know how to analyze them. I've seen two massive, kind of three massive market cycles in my career at this point. I can pick deals. There's good deals in any market cycle. There's good deals right now. There was good deals two years ago. It was just a different strategy and you have to know how to analyze them. So that's what old Trevor
1: would say. No matter what market cycle, there's always good real estate investments. I love that. Trevor, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this knowledge. If folks want to reach out or get in touch, where can they find you? Addressincome.com. Awesome. That's right where we found you. So it works. <laughs> yeah, speak it. To that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you once again for joining us today to everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every weekday. Right now, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one.